0: hello everyone welcome to a new episode of hassan talks podcast this episode again comes as part of the sudanese creators uh, series we're still uh talking with sudanese creators who are doing amazing work out there either in sudan or outside sudan and for this episode i'm having the amazing amazing Abdurrahab uh, siraj not sure if i'm pronouncing the name correctly but i'll give him the chance to introduce himself Abdurrahab is uh He's a coach, he's a self-coach, he's somebody who motivates others to to perform better, to achieve their goals. And he's taken the best way to to make this happen is by taking an example of himself. So we all see how he's uh, getting out there and and, and achieving his, his own goals and he's motivating us to do that. So that's the best example out there. Uh, he's, he's the co-founder. He, no, he's the founder and the CEO of I Will uh, Coaching, and he's based in the US. So he's accepted my invitation to be part of the podcast. So I'll give him now the chance to introduce himself. So Abdul Rahab.
1: Bibi Man. Thank you so much for, that, for the invite, and it's definitely a pleasure to uh, to hang out with you. You know uh, this evening. Yeah. Uh, so as far as far as the name, by the way, this is it's uh, it's it's definitely a common. Uh, Pronunciation, so it's Abdulhab sarraj you know. But for, for whatever reason, I think a lot of people call it Siraj for some <laughs> is it's that it's is. Sudanese is
0: that, it's because
1: Siraj is very Sudanese name. <laughs> right, 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 Yeah, but we are, uh, you know, sarraj Siraj. Uh, actually, my family, my, my dad's family, are from al-Mal. So, and uh, uh, you know, grew up in, uh, uh, born in, born in Sudan, and then uh, moved to the U- uh, UAE, where I lived there for roughly about 13 years. And after that, we went back to Sudan for about a year and uh, we came here to the U.S. roughly about 22, wow, 22 years ago. Wow. Where in the U.S.? We are in Virginia. Uh, uh, grew up in, in, in Virginia, um, Fairfax County, which is roughly about 20 minutes away from uh, from Washington, D.C. Mm. And uh, yeah, well, we like Virginia, like Northern Virginia. That's what they call it.
0: Oh, that's, that's great that's good i have never been to the us so i don't know exactly the, the <laughs> geographical things but maybe somebody is listening to this or like knows you so again he can exactly locate where Definitely. you are that's nice Definitely. and what, what Definitely. about uh what about uh your work in i coaching and how you guys started do you start by yourself is it <laughs> like from scratch i'm so intrigued
1: so yes I mean well, I'll definitely give you that you know the, the history and I think you know uh, it's uh, maybe it will help a little bit you know individuals and younger generation just to, to, to see my, my, my story and I think that hopefully will help you know just uh paint some picture as far as you know every dream and you know and when we start to, to set up certain things and goals and expectations because i know we're going to be you know diving in into goals and Expectations later on during this podcast. Uh, so um, you know, as every you know Sudanese young 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 boy, in, in, you know, after graduation, of course, we have the pressure by our parents to either pursue medical, become a doctor, or you know pursue engineering. In a sense, I mean, that was the two options that I think I had in a the table. They either you'd be no, a doctor, you'd be same, an engineer.
0: Yeah, either doctor, engineer, or a failure, basically.
1: <laughs> so that 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 was really that was that was that. You know, and so when when I started going to college. Uh, you know, I wanted to uh, you know become a doctor, so I studied pre-med. And uh, after I think my fourth quarter, uh, you know, my, my fourth, my third year in college, I do have an uncle who works for the World Bank. So subhanAllah he came in to visit and he studied economics. So, you know, he he asked me a simple question as far as, you know, why do I want to study medicine? And and my first answer, which I think it was a very organic just answer, was because I wanted to make money, so so his response right away he was like, "Well, if that was your intention <laughs> is to make money, you are in the wrong field, because typically doctors are more genuine about helping and impacting and and, and doing yeah, all it's these very different things." Hundred percent. Yeah. So he was like, "But well, if, if your thought process is all about making the money, why don't you just go back to you know why don't you change your major to economics? Uh, we will get you a job at the World Bank, and 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 you can make a lot more money doing it that way." So to be honest with you, I got. So excited about the idea and I actually went into my guidance counselor like the, the next day and I said, listen, I'm changing my major. I don't want to do no, no, no medical stuff anymore. I'm done. I just want to do economics. Yeah. So Subhanallah, she, she asked me to slow down and she said, listen, I mean, I, I get you're excited about this, but you are four years into college. You're ready to graduate in like two semesters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So changing your, your, your major is considered suicide. This is just too crazy. But she, you know, she advises, is, you know, if, if you are excited about the whole economics, you know, why don't you just do a minor in economics? And so I thought that was, you know, she said, well, you might actually be, end up to stay maybe an additional semester, which was, I was okay with. So, you know, so I add economics into, into, into my, uh, my portfolio and I started to do some, you know, some, some classes. And part of that the requirement of my economics minor is to take a psychology class. So and somehow that was that and that for me, that was the beginning of, of, of a, just a new passion. So I took psychology and I fell in love with psychology because with psychology is a lot of, you know, it's not a dry topic. There's a lot of liveliness into it. So I went back to her, I think after a semester and I said, well, I want to do psychology. I want to do another 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 minor in psychology. And 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 by the way, I was doing all of this without telling my parents because in my parents' minds, you know, this kid is going to become a doctor and that's that's about it. I mean, yeah, you cannot take balances. away that it's end, of, end of, <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of discussion. Yeah, yeah. subhanallah. So I did the minor in economics, ended up staying an additional year. And after graduation, uh, you know, here in the US, once you graduate, you could take an exam called the MCAT. I uh, wish to get into medical schools and I did it and actually uh, I scored 39.5 out of 42. So alhamdulillah it was very, very high, ended up you know, applying for medical schools. I got accepted into UVA uh, medical school and but again, like from a timeline perspective, that will take roughly about like probably like six to seven months until that semester starts. So I went in, into my parents and I did let them know that, hey, you know, I got into the school that I wanted, which is exciting. So I was like, well, instead of just sitting down and just waiting, you know, why can't I pick a job? you know as you know like just get a job while I'm waiting and they said that's great so by the way I reached out to my uncle who actually promised me that that interesting yeah. job and and the first thing that came out of his mind was like well I don't even recall having a conversation with oh my you God. it's the, <laughs> the word, bank. It's life, a word bank he does
0: not recall the conversation <laughs>
1: right away nope he was like it's the word bank it's you know there's no wasata that that needs. Mm-hmm. like I cannot just get you in it's on you, you can apply if you want to. So I was very devastated at the time, but at some point I thought it was, was the right, I was like, you know what, screw this guy, screw economics, I didn't wanna do anything. And ended up getting a job as a therapist, using my minor in psychology. Uh, did that for about a couple, and then of course that semester started and then I went to my parents and I told them that, listen, I, I don't wanna do this anymore. I don't wanna do medical anymore. You know, and and so of course they panicked, they freaked out about like, what do you mean? You're not not doing medical. I said to them, I already spoke with my guidance counselor. And what I think they mentioned is I do have about up to two years to join the school. Like they will accept my uh, you know, like my, my, my admission within two years if I want to go back. So I said to them, I mean, I started doing the psychology things and I fell in love with, with the concept of it because it's impacting, it's helping, is is it's taking individuals and, and working on the mental health aspect of things and continue to, to give back. So after a very interesting, tough conversation with the parents, they did, they, they were okay with it. And I started working as a therapist, uh, roughly did that for about a couple of years. And of course, the whole uh, idea of going back into medicine and medical school was just at wow. the window. Cause I was, I wasn't excited anymore about it. And after two years, uh, you know, I asked myself a question about like, I'm, I'm, I'm working for someone else. I'm doing this, therapy thing for someone else why can't i just open up my own thing and somehow i had a, a good friend of mine at the time and we decided to open up our own agency where we will do therapy but with a twist so it's not people coming to our office it's actually the office where we're going into people's homes and provide that therapy in their home environment so it started as an idea uh at a you know a thing, at burger king and a piece of napkin where we wrote the business plan, as far as how we want to approach it. Alhamdulillah, six, yeah, six months later, we made that into a reality. Uh, we started our own uh, agency, had a co- co-partner in it, uh, where, I, will, you know, during the day, I'm an admin, during the night, I'm seeing clients, and then during the day, he was seeing clients, and then at night, he was an admin. So, you know, that's how we started. Uh, fast forward seven years in the business, Alhamdulillah, we expanded the business into seven different locations, 150 staff working for us. And and then it was an amazing you know process itself through it. There's a lot of ups and a lot, of, a lot of downs, a lot of learning, a lot of processing, a lot of, you know, I think self-discovery. So three years ago, uh, I think I was I was sitting down to myself, and and the question came about purpose. Like, what is my purpose? Like, you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm six feet under, like, how do I want people to remember me? And and then I want to be 100 percent honest with you. I couldn't answer that question. You know, I, I was at a it's level it's where it's a very I mean, tough question you
0: know, for anybody. Actually,
1: 100, percent 100. percent And at that level, I was, you know, at a position where I'm, I'm I'm running a company. You know, I had the status. You know, financial wasn't an issue at all. Expansion was just great growth. I didn't even have to do anything anymore. We just sitting down, go to the office just for the sake of going to the office, signing papers, and that was that was that. And I had an issue that, to be honest with you, I had a, a very hard time, like, I think it was like three years ago, just like, I, it did not sit well with me. So subhanAllah, I went, I went to hajj, and, uh, you know, just with that one thing in mind is that self-discovery, trying to understand purpose in life and what I want to do and, and how I want to be a member. Uh, went to hajj, alhamdulillah, came back out of it with just uh, a lot of istikharas and a lot of just, you know, like, you know, you know God, please, please direct me into where, into a path like where, where I'm able to make an impact where I'm enjoying the process and where is it's at some point it's, it's memorable there's an impact that is being left behind so June 8th uh, Friday think uh, 2018 uh, no I think it's 2017 in our office on a Friday at 10 o'clock send an email to my partner you know and then our CFO and our HR and I said hey I would like to have a meeting and uh, we had a meeting set up for one o'clock. One o'clock I got on there and I told him that I'm leaving. So the first reaction that was like leaving, are you like going home early? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm, 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 this is it. I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. And I just wanted to take a step back to out what I wanted to do. So when he asked me that question as far as how did I Iowa coaching start it, it definitely started with, uh, I believe, an idea as far as what I wanted to do. I think the way I took it, the way I approached it is I just burned the boat. I said, you know, screw it. I'll start from scratch. Mm -hmm. I'll figure it out, but I'm done with this particular life. Uh, I don't advise that for a lot of my clients Mm -hmm. right now. I tell you guys, hey, let's be strategic as far as how you make that move, especially in these kind of times. But that's how I did it. Uh, I remember coming home and uh, telling my wife that I just quit my job. And the first reaction from her was, hold on a second. I'm going to Miami this weekend. (laughs) What are you talking about? and I said you know what go for it you shall all be okay we will be fine but for me it was just a restart because it was a, it's a, just a clean you know slate a a, a beginning a, a restarting something from scratch and subhanallah so, we took that friday just to relax saturday that's when we started piece of paper same exact thing went back into basics a piece of napkin and just start to draw you know just was back Burger the King again
0: line. or was that somewhere else this oh time? man it was, in
1: my, it was in my living room at that time we're just oh. chilling at the living room <laughs> wow
0: that's and, and so
1: on, we just put that yeah we put that we put the the, the you know the, the blueprint as far as what we want to do the impact like how we wanted to do it our you know target population you know even the name like you know the name was i will llc that's how i want it and, you know, slowly that uh, the I will went in from my to So I work coaching and from my coaching. And, and I just mind you, I have no background in, in, in any technical aspect of anything. So going in there and learning how to build a website, you know, just, you know, learn, asking the proper question, weighing heavily on our proximity and the people that surround us. And Alhamdulillah, and it was out with just the people around us, a lot of heart and a lot of just drive. You know, you know, we made that into a reality. You got our first client, and after years into wow. business,
0: Alhamdulillah. Wow, that's an incredible story. But what, what, what really like uh, got my attention is like when I ask you the question, and you went back to to your 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 like your time in the university, and I think that that has some part of the story as well. It's like anything is always connected to something happened in the past. It's not as 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 recent as it could be. You know, like if you ask me like how do you start the podcast, I'll tell you. Well, on that day, I decided just to start a podcast. But actually, it's for sure it's connected to something 100%. that happened ten years ago, or like somebody told told me something five years ago. But also, it is something also very interesting that the advice that your your uncle gave you, or the question that he asked you, right. and then later he completely forgot about. It. <laughs> like the conversation did not happen. Actually, right. this happens to so many people. Like so many people, like. Uh, question what we do even if we are confident about it and they put us down for like some so many people do that like why are you doing this you're wasting your time here and they they completely affect you then they just go on with their lives and they forget that they affected somebody else so if you're not really care, caring about your own life so you don't have to get impacted but whatever is happening so you take everything in your advantage like you did i think that's brilliant
1: 100 percent brother and and then i just want to be very clear i was very angry i was very upset. I was just, you know, just, you know, I'm, and I started to start to to, to play the blame game. And I think that's, you know, the, you know, just blaming others as far as like not taking responsibility, you know, how can I believe how he said this to me? I can't mm-hmm. believe this. And I'm starting to complain to my parents about how dare he. Now all of a sudden my parents wants to connect with him and call him to call him out. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And then, like, so how I just came into that realization and you know, hold on a second, like, like at this point it's like no one is going to be out there to save you or to 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 help you it's like yeah. if you don't learn it if you don't take full responsibility for your life and to be honest with you when, and we're going to talk about it later as far as like you know some of the you know, the methods and some of the things that we do it's all about that accountability it's all about self love it's all about just taking full charge of your own Absolutely. life because that way you'll never get disappointed because it's the efforts that you put in if you don't put the efforts, you can't get the reward. And if you put in the efforts, you are able to to get that reward. So it all goes back into us. And I think the sooner we realize it's 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 us that who need to put in the work and stop blaming others for whatever that is that we went through in life, the smoother life will and the clearer life will become for us. To be honest with you,
0: yeah, that's that's actually very true. So that's exactly what I meant. Is like people could tell you stuff, you should learn from it or like take it in your advantage instead of blaming people. Which is the easiest thing that anybody can do, and being stuck in that phase or that right. circle forever. But what you've done is amazing. So now uh, I want to proceed to something before we get into coaching itself. Uh, what are the services that you guys provide in in, uh, in this amazing platform?
1: Perfect. So at this point, uh, we 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 broke we broke the business itself into three different entities. Uh, so the first one is that results coaching. What is that? What does that mean? Like when people ask, like, what is results coaching? I think it's, you know, it's every, every one of us, I think it's all about results. It's, you know, we want to see things we want to, we want to achieve certain things. So when we start to think about results, I mean, each and every individuals have a different upbringing, different life, different outlook of how we look at life and how we look at goals and how we look at things. So that first program is, is definitely helping individuals achieve just life in general. Like what direction do we want to go? Because we see a lot of people that are very like confused or they started something, but they don't know where to go. And just, they just need that additional guidance into where to go, what direction you want to go. So that results coaching is helping individual identifying where they are in life and what direction they want to go and have, give them that platform as far as that step-by-step Manual to help them achieve those certain goals. The second entity is the relationship coaching, and which is something that really, is one of our think, most popular programs. And we we also recognize that relationship—not just relationship with yourself, it's relationship with significant others, relationship with parents, you know, siblings, you know, neighbors, work. I mean, relationship—it's a very broad, you know, like entity. So we, when we take relationship, you know, we we do advice in the entire areas. I mean, the first, I mean, we 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 tend to help identify individual to, to identify who they are as individuals, find out you know that that come to peace with their own relationship with their own self, and then identify and cherish and embrace other relationship out there. And then the third entity is the the career coaching because that's another thing that we tend to see specifically in our culture that, like you mentioned, and that's the same thing that I went through that. When we grow up, I mean, the minute I think we hit, like, in middle school, elementary school, like, it's based on how parents perceive how smart you are. That's the direction that you're going. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, you, you, you're either in, in, in Sudan specifically, once you get to, to, to high school, for example, you have to make that decision between, you know, like, this is literally, that's, that's the options that you have. Either you become a, you know, like, you become a doctor, you become an engineer, you become a Mohandis, you become you know, a lawyer. I mean, so certain, so certain things are being guided. I do have a lot of my clients right now that they took that specific route but they're not happy there are doctors but they're not happy they are lawyers but they're not happy because they, that was not the path that they want to do it's the path that's been chosen for them so the career coaching specifically identify and help individual figure out what that is and making transitions the same way that I did if they decided to quit their job or if they decided to go forward in a certain direction we will help them gear that you know we're very direct as far as you know income money, you know investment so we do a lot of work in, in that in that entity and then on these three different you know, uh, you know categories we also have parent mentoring which is specifically for our parents to teach parents how to parent we do have you know youth mentoring which is specifically for our kids like let's say you know clients between the age of 13 and 18 and 19 to help give them that specific guidance we do workshops on a weekly basis which is specifically that's open to the public everyone who's invited to come into to join us we do have a pro- program called the the I well, the I well Father Program, which is specifically for young parents and young fathers in specific. Because we had, we culturally we understand the gaps of our parent like father figure in our lives, and even if they're there, but they're not there because they're doing certain things and their thought process as far as how to contribute. So we work on that specific, and then we do have an entrepreneurship uh, club which is specifically for young entrepreneurs that wanted to come in, and start businesses, learn how to invest, learn how to manage budget, start businesses and doing things in that nature. So we do offer a variety of different uh, services that I think cover a lot of the real life of, of, of just maybe a young individual Sudanese or not Sudanese, just culturally. And it's very culturally sensitive because we understand that each person is a different culture. So I sound like for you, for example, for you specifically, you're not the same as, as your brother or sister, you're not the same as your cousin. Even if you guys grow up in the same household, yeah, each true. person have different things to bring into the table. True. So when we take it, we that's how we treat it, that each person is different. So we're trying to identify, cater to that specific differences and embrace these differences.
0: Wow, that's, uh, that's that are a lot of services you guys working on, but... I, now I have I have another question to add to this. Are you planning to expand more services? Are you there's areas that you guys want to cover in our coaching, or are you gonna stop at this?
1: So for, for a second, that's that's one thing that you, once you know once once people start to like to, for example, reach out to us, and and when I use the word us, it's it's not. I mean, I am I am the, the founder. I do take certain specific clients, but I do have a team that works under us that we do that do cover all these particular services. We're very. Uh, like diverse and we're very creative as far as needs i mean if we I mean like just last uh, last year when we had the whole situation for example of 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 that, that the sexual abuse you know things that happen within our community yeah. we created a specific program to help identify victims and help support them, survivors in, in, in that sense. So we're very, like, we're not afraid to pull the trigger if we realize there is a specific gap. You know, when the whole Sudanese revolution, you know, created, we went in, we created a lot of different programs, free programs specifically for our to raise awareness, to help with the whole, you know, like just, you know, social aspect of things, help people understand who they are, self-confidence, self-esteem, you know, helping people to learn who they are as individuals and that connection that they have between first generation second generation back home versus here mm-hmm. so so we, we're not afraid to pull the trigger as far as if there is a certain need within our communities and the things that need we're very quick to jump in adjust and I think the, the way we structured that, that, that the actual company is to be to, to take a lead. We also work with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, with Africa Week. It's an entity, the Adofo uh, 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 partnership, to provide some mentorship for for individuals when, within within the African continent. So, like I said, we we are, we're trying to reach different things, to go beyond Sudan, to go beyond young, and and to go into. I mean, vision long term. To be honest with you, we want to actually be able to capture the entire, to serve the entire Africa. African continent because I think we have a lot to offer and I think putting Africa on the map is, is one of those goals that I do genuinely hold dear to my heart.
0: That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the work you guys have been doing uh, in the past uh, months and I got to connect you with you actually uh, in Ramadan through uh, SDN World so I think that's also one of the ways that you guys adapt to whatever is happening and your main goal is always to help, to contribute, to, to put your name out there in the most positive way. Uh, way so like if we're gonna go back to uh, the SDN and the programs and the daily talks that you used to give, um, it it left a huge impact on so many Sudanese who were uh, on that platform on during Ramadan during COVID. So do you recall COVID and do you recall how COVID affected you guys and the pandemic and the lockdown and you had to switch everything from the office to working online, mentoring people online? I guess that that that's been a challenge.
1: So, I mean, a very good, good, good question. But one thing that when, when, when that, when we decided to start, I was coaching roughly three years ago. The idea of virtual was always in mind. Oh, so, so, so you know, because yeah, because it's like for us, it's like we never like I don't like the word borders. So for us, it's like we wanted to reach people all over the globe, and the only way we can do that by doing you know either go up physically go to every place in the world and, and do workshops and things like that, or use, you know, technology to our advantage. So when we created the company, to be honest with you, it was started like, you know, policies and procedure from the grounds up to, to, to be held virtually. So when the whole pandemic kicked in, the exciting part about it is like, you know, 95% of our staff are doing the work virtually anyways. You know, we do have clients here in the state that want to do that face-to-face, so we just made that adjustment. And funny story, I was actually in Dubai when I mean, the whole pandemic happened and, and uh, uh, I had like a couple of workshop, a uh, couple of events there. And then all of a sudden, like Sudan shut down its borders. So I ended up hopping on, you know, on, 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 on a plane and going to Sudan. To, you know, to be my family and then the, the Sudan shut its border so I actually was in Sudan for about a month and a half during the pandemic and we were just like but we were able to run the business from Sudan we just needed some good internet and you know how Sudan is with that yeah, but yeah. somehow so it was like a very interesting timing <laughs> wow. but it was, it was a blessing it was definitely a blessing to be honest with you
0: yeah but I, I assume it, it's also been difficult but so you, you guys had the idea that working virtually is the thing before <laughs> people are were forced to do that so it's 100%. always like trying to, 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 to plan for the long run, not just like plan, you know emergency contingency plans once whenever something hits, that's part of the coaching. I think it's not just running a business. hundred you know. percent
1: adaptability, brother. Like, and that's, I think that was one of the reasons why I was actually, I was, you know, it was very exciting for me to move out of the office settings, the mental health aspect of things. Cause I mean, one of the plans I wanted to take that company is to go virtual. But then, of course, we have policies and procedures and regulations by the health departments and all these different mental health, you know, like aspect of things. We could not do that. You know, like, so we're like, OK, well, if we can't do it, maybe we just create something that we can have control and do that. And then, like, as you mentioned, now they're forced to go through and do that. Yeah. But the exciting part is like now post-pandemic what happens then I mean are people going to go back or are people going to continue this whole module of of virtual and I think that's a very good question to ask
0: it is a very good question nobody knows actually people are just like living day by day which is another problem as if we are not really learning from the pandemic and the lockdown it's like you have to plan ahead and take the risk doesn't matter where it ends you have to take the risk because like if you just leave yourself to the world like this whatever flows your boat you might end up in the, in the wrong sea, you know?
1: 100%. 100%. And I tell people, I mean, and this is something that we talk about all the time, and I think we did a workshop specifically for that. I mean, what the, what the lockdown did, it created time. I mean, I get it, the stress behind it, the mental health behind it, the aspect the depression, the anxiety, and everything else behind it. But what it gave a lot of people time at home to think, you know, even if you say, well, I'm working that nine to five. Great, but guess what? You're not driving to work. So you have an additional hour or two hours, whatever that is, every single day for seven days. That's seven hours a week that you can do something for you. So and we live in a day and age where starting a business or going something or doing something different, it's never been as easy as 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 before. Like when we started like we started working in this field 16 years ago, we had faxes. We used to fax documents. Now I'm able to access my clients things. In Dubai, where I'm sitting down on a computer, I'm able to see his whole or her whole entire like file right in front of me. So technology, you know, happens. People are evolving. And, and, and you mentioned it. If we sit back and just wait for things to happen, I mean, things will never happen. You know, but versus taking a leap, you know, taking that time and utilizing the time effectively. And it's all about the time management. It's all about time management. I mean, we all get 24 hours a day it's just what you choose to do with your 24 hours you know are you sleeping 18 hours or are you sleeping 4 are you watching TV for 16 hours or are you watching TV for 1 you know are you working 8 hours or are you working 60 hours a day it's up to you you choose and again you know so that goes back yeah. into like you know, that time you know and this message is for every listener right now who's have the thoughts about starting a business or have the thoughts about changing what they like have the thoughts about doing something for their own what's stopping you really what's stopping no excuses. i mean you know like there's no, there's excuses. no excuses whatsoever yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. you have google, you have you have google you have siri that yeah. you can literally ask any question from how to open up a business how to file how to do whatever that is brother i was able to change my own tires i'm not a mechanic <laughs> i just asked youtube like how to change a tire yeah. for a car and it did how to build a website it showed me how to do it so, you there's no excuse. No, I mean, it's out there for every person. There's out no there. excuse.
0: Actually, this podcast we're recording now, this is the, I think it's going to be the 28th episode. I don't even record ah, the never. number. Nice. Is, is a result of the lockdown where I was just sitting down. I had to start. When I started, I had, I, even these headphones were not there. I didn't have the mic for those who are watching, and it was not in this house. Right. So, I recorded in a house with a very bad internet connection. I had to record. Literally uh, in the closet because it's near the door where there is internet connection. I stay inside the closet with a blanket so isolate myself. And I I, st- I started like that. I said there's nothing to stop me because I was always complaining. I have no time. I was always working. I need to commute. You know the, the 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 train and stuff. Blah blah blah. I said okay now if I'm not gonna start now I will never start. And That's I'm in Spain where like we were really locked down for real from March. That's it. So and That's here it. we are like I'm talking with you and almost on the 30th episode of the husband wow podcast.
1: wow congratulations bro man definitely take my hat off you because i remember when we talked i think the first time roughly about six seven eight nine months ago it was really just you know you just got started yeah. i think it was like episode four or five or six yeah, and yeah, yeah. you're getting very excited about it subhanallah look at that and you're know, like a year later you are hitting you know episode 30 but that's the byproduct of the efforts that the work that you put in the mindset that you said you know what i just can stay at home and do nothing i can sit here and just Watch TV all day long, or I can do something that is beneficial for me and beneficial for other people. So kudos, bro! Take my hat off for you, man. It's absolutely, great.
0: absolutely. But I, I gotta say to you, like the talks you used to give for uh during the SDN uh, uh, program, actually was part of the motivation as well. I used to watch it, and I I used to like say, man, what this guy is saying is, uh, is absolutely brilliant. I gotta do something awesome. myself. I gotta do something myself. Awesome. So it's, awesome. it's all connected, and you see, like how amazing that somebody that's based somewhere, like completely away from you, can motivate you through a phone or through a laptop. And you've been saying that people like sometimes waste their time sleeping or just like uh, overthinking or blaming others, while others are actually wasting their time just like uh, on social media, or just looking at what this person has posted, what that person has done and gossip and stuff. So like we're getting more tools, more technology, more time with the pandemic and still no 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 outcome out of this so i i i I genuinely don't know what would make some people change their behavior to use this technology which is social media at this moment for their own benefit instead of wasting it
1: 100 percent. i think you bring up a very good you know good question bro like a lot of times a lot of people are not happy where they are in life But they're comfortable because they're afraid and they have that fear of change, fear of like, what if I fail, fear of just being discomfort, comfortable. And, And the whole idea of uncertainty, that brings a lot of anxiety. So what people tend to do is stay in the same position because they're familiar with it and they're not willing to take that chance. So what happens sometimes is, you know, you have outside forces that will force you to change the pandemic. I mean, some people will say, I mean, I remember I had a, a session this morning with one of my clients who's for years. I had the same kid, like, for about, I think this is my third year with him. And he will, will say, Absolutely, I will never do fa- like virtual. It's, it needs to be face to face. I cannot do these virtual, constant things. Now, 99% of his business is being run virtually. So, and we had the conversation about he had to adapt. And the thing is, like, if you were have listen roughly about three years ago and start to make this proper adjustment, you would not be, you know, trying to play catch up at this point. But it's OK. I mean, everything happened for a reason. So I think for my advice for every person you know, out there, you know, you have the ability to change your outcome if you want. You know, If if, if you feel like you're tired of where you are in life and you're just feeling stuck and you feel like you're not able to move and you're not able to go forward, if it's related to mental health, for example, the depression, the anxiety, and they are real, reach out. I mean, a lot of therapists are offering free consultations. A lot of life coaches are offering free consultations. Take the chance, make that phone call. I mean, there's no commitment. Like, just make the phone call, have the conversations. Because wh- the way I look at it, it's like it's an investment on your own self. I mean, typically, and again, I want to be honest, culturally, it's a lot easier for us to give advice to others. It's a lot easier for us to do for others, but we tend to neglect ourselves in the process. Mm-hmm. So now, if you That's realize a that you thing, are actually. 100%. 100%. I mean, if I tell you, bro, like, I talked to my parents, my parents, you know, like, been in the Khalid, lived in the Khalid for like, 30 plus years then lived here for 20 years something my mom's mindset and I, and I love my mom she will listen to this podcast you know, once, once, it's, inshallah, once it's published but one thing that's still about, like she works 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 because she wants to make money so she can send back to Sudan like literally and we always have these conversations about uh why don't you just buy this new thing that you like no like well you know what uh, like my, my brothers and sisters will benefit from it more from that. Yeah. So, the mindset it's programmed for years, and you can't change that. I mean, I can't have a conversation with my parents that are like, You're wrong. I mean, at this point, they will never accept yeah. it. And that's the way they are. But what it, and I'm not telling people to be selfish, but what I'm telling people is if you take care of yourself and you are okay, you are able to take care of others. Yeah. But if you're not able to take care of yourself, How are you expecting to take care of others? That's when you get burned down. That's how you get depressed. That you get anxious. That you get stressed. And that's what I mean. Like, you know, we have to change the way we think of things to put ourselves as a priority. So if you are a listener and you hate your job, you hate your situation, you hate the relationship that you're in, you're feeling stressed, you feel not motivated every morning. You have the ability to change. All you have to do is take the first step, make the first call reach out to someone and ask the proper question and i promise you you will get some answers
0: yeah that's true that's true it's not easy to to admit that i think that's also the problem number one like to say what i'm doing is wrong or the the approach i'm taking into this life is needs to be adjusted but i i I don't know i don't know if like sometimes it's the society as we you said like the sudanese mindset or the in Mayans, like you're outside, right. you are the Santa Claus of Sudan. You have to send, send all the time, right. and you ignore right. yourself. And you see these people living, yeah, of course, outside for generations. And you see them with the same car that they started with in the 90s or the 80s because of this idea like, I'm responsible to send money back, which is good always to be helpful for others and take care of others, not to be that selfish. But yeah, if you don't take care of yourself, which you have a responsibility towards, like God asked us to, to take care of ourselves then take care of the, the ones around us as well. So that's not a balanced approach to life at all. And then we get disappointed when somebody does not help us because we are doing so much for others, like above the limit. So we get like, really, he's not helping me? Well, you don't have to help yourself first before you get disappointed like
1: that. A hundred percent, bro, a hundred and, percent. And, you know, lot of my people in Sudan. You know, like you know, I go to Sudan right now, I think a bit more often, you know, you know, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, we run a lot of projects in Sudan to make sure that we're you know providing helping and supporting in there. I mean, so this is something I do understand Al Muana, I do understand what it is. But one of the things that also I mean it's had also another issue that we tend to see, the codependency with not a lot not everybody in there, but there's a lot of people are definitely taking advantage where they're not working because they're being family members are sending money. I mean, again, I'm not trying to generalize, yeah. but we tend to see this it a happens. lot yeah. that people. Okay, I mean, it definitely happens. And and just the mindset, you know, that as you, some of you are outside and you are working the expectation, you know, you, you're supposed to go out there and do this. That becomes an expectation. If you don't do it now, you are for you this, you're wrong. You this and that. And, and for me to be honest with you, these are some of the things. These are some of the top topics that, that, that I had when I came to Sudan. You know, I had like I think we held about five different workshops we hit roughly by 700 people during that five day stay in like the different workshops that we did and these are the topics that we opened up very uncomfortable topics to talk about but it was much needed because we needed people to understand that like life is not just you know butterflies and rainbows i mean you know these guys here are struggling but how are we able to come to a medium where we're able to communicate and how are you guys not taking some response? And again, I don't want to generalize, but there are certain things that we tend to see, you know, but it's, it's, it goes back into if your cup is not full, how are you able to share some? So it's all goes back into making sure that you are taking care of yourself first, then be able to go out there to have that mental capacity to help and encourage and, and take care of everybody else.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope so. Like, I hope this kind of ideas are, are changing in, into this generation, the younger generation, the understanding how you can help and support your people and uh, in the best way possible while not losing yourself as well. So you balance it because if you, if there is somebody who cannot do anything without you, you have to take care of yourself first so you'll be able to to help that person. And if you take it like that, then you'll be able to help anybody else. But like, what I want to ask you, since you did some some workshops in Sudan is the difference of the topics or the way you tackle the topics in Sudan and the way you do it in, in the U.S. I, I assume that would be very, very interesting, right? Like, because you're you're tackling maybe sometimes, maybe some stuff similar, like, you know, parenthood, how you deal with the kids and how they decide which college they go to, which career they choose and stuff like this. But it's completely different. Like, the U.S. and Sudan completely different words.
1: 100%. I think, I think being very sensitive to the, to the culture and I think being proud of who you are is, I mean, this is something that for me, culture makes everything for me. I'm very proud to be Sudanese. I walk around talking it. I don't, I don't want, I mean, I walk around with my specific accent. This is who That's I am as a person. Right <laughs> I see the flag right behind you, bro. And this is something that I'm trying to engrave into my kids. I mean, you know, to be proud of who they are, you know, to be proud of, you know, like, so when we, like, when right now, when people ask you to, to to introduce yourself but you will never catch me saying i'm I'm an american i'm this i'm african american no i'm not i am i'm I'm sudanese that's the first thing that comes out of my mouth with everybody that i talk to so i think understanding the culture and not losing that connection because as you mentioned there's a huge disconnect between what's happening the day-to-day in sudan versus what's happening here for example in the u.s and it's very easy to lose yourself in the process the way I do it is by asking a lot of questions. So before we even went to that, to to set to you know to set those certain topics, we sent tons of surveys because I was really I wanted to understand. I mean, I haven't been back in twenty years or so. I mean, yes, I have friends and I do have family. I do I speak with them on constant. I mean, I practice my language on a daily basis just to make sure that I don't lose that. But at some point. You know what's happening, so Sudan, when we went back, like to do this workshop, it was you know we sent tons of surveys. We asked a lot of different people. We asked you know just and and, and the people that we asked is not just the people on social media. Literally, we had people out there going out on the streets asking people. I drove from when I landed in Sudan for the first time. I drove from 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 Khartoum. I rented a car and I drove to the Camli, the Jazeera, which is roughly about an hour and some change. And and we stopped at about probably about four different. Uh, villages literally just pull over go to the store have some you know like some food and just the kids are walking around playing soccer we stop by and start asking questions about what's going on what do you see what's happening you know, just the genuine excitement. That it's subhanallah It was like a, it was an eye-opening experience for me. Okay. It's just like one of those things that you sit down and eat and, and 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 you learn about the culture. One of the most memorable ones was uh, I ran into a kids like a bunch of group that thirteen-year-olds were playing soccer. So we played with them for a little bit, and then after we sat down, we started just talking about just health and wellness overall. And this kid said, "Wow, yeah, yeah, we we play soccer every day, and then after we finish the tambourine, we go in to buy Boston. Mm. Basta for you know like you know like you know like so i was like okay i was like he was like yeah me and my boy right here the kid is like 13 very skinny white like like skinny boy like this look you know and he was like oh we eat like uh two kilo pasta every single day and i am saying like i'm like okay so let me ask you a question you eat two pounds of pasta every day he's like yes i'm like does your dad have diabetes he's like yeah does your dad have any other problem? Oh, yeah, heart, blood pressure. He has diabetes. He has some kidney <laughs> issues. How about your mom? Oh, my mom has this. this like, he listed like 20 different things. And I'm like, so I was like, what do you think is going to happen to you? He's like, what, what do you mean? Oh, the I'm like, no, no, no. Don't give me diabetes. <laughs> wow. That's what it's going to do. So we start to have the conversation about health and wellness and what it is. And oh, that's not, that's too much sugar. And how are you burning somebody's sugar? Maybe ask some more things. And subhanAllah, they were very, accepting like you know again it didn't come out like we'd be like like we'd being like you know like oh this is the way we do no it's just more of understanding the certain topics so when we did that I think it was a very humbling experience just to dig deeper into who we are and, and going in and, and that so when we started to do these workshops it was some of it was sure planned but I think three or four of them were just not planned. We were just like at the moment we're sitting down people just open up a topic let's just to talk about it. You know, so initially when I do my workshop, I do ask a lot of questions just, just to gauge and try to understand what that culture is. And then that approach is critical. Yeah. And subhanAllah, like he said, it's like the taqabbul you know, how people just, you know, you know, who is this person coming from the US to point fingers to tell me mm-hmm. that my way of living is not the right way. You know, so we have to be very careful as far as some of the questions that we ask, as far as how we approach these individuals. But one thing that I came to a conclusion, yeah, you know, brother, you know, you know, people know if we took it. You know that you're not right. You know if, if you're not doing it right. You know if there's something missing. But, you know, ego and, you know, ad and all these different things, trying to push away from, from accepting and admitting. But the biggest message that we're trying to tell people, you don't need to admit things to anybody. You just need to make sure you admit that to yourself and make the proper adjustment. Because it's not about people. It's about you, happiness, and wellness. I mean, if, if you're okay, you're okay behind closed doors. But if you're not okay behind closed doors, do something about it. And people don't need to worry about how you're doing it. So I'm very big on al-kitman, like do your things, you know, ask your questions, understand your things, do your things, you know, How do your things. And then once you're ready to let people know, let people know. But before that, people should not have, you know, like a say in every aspect of everything you do in your life. And this is a cultural thing that I think we need to work on.
0: Yeah, yeah. That is a cultural thing. That's a very Sudanese thing. Like, uh, I'll take any example, like somebody who wants to study uh, a major, and then the whole family, when I say the family in the Sudanese uh, perspective, it's like the uncles and the aunts and the grandpa and the grandma, and they all sit down and they all like, No, he should be a civil engineer. No, he should not, because we have enough three, four, seven engineers. to get somebody else to fix, I don't know, this and that. And they're choosing their career for you, and you actually say, Well, I'm, I'm not really complaining about it. And I have seen, I've seen like weird situations to be honest have, I've seen this guy who who uh, studied uh, industrial engineering if I'm not mistaken and I told him man that's that's actually nice uh, that's a nice uh, degree so uh, how did you choose it because it's not that common uh, I think in that place he said well actually I did not choose it like my, my grandpa because he's sheikh so he chose it for me I said, okay what do you mean and he's like very normal. like he's like he's surprised that I'm surprised he said no like it's me and my, my cousins we all went to a sheikh and we sat down and he said you industrial engineer you doctor you you don't study you, you drive a taxi or whatever and we all just followed him I said man that's a disaster that's a disaster
1: wow wow yeah that's beyond a disaster And I mean, this is this is, but again and I think this is the things that you know this is the responsibility and I know one of the things I wanted to talk about is that, 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 that the roles and responsibility and the impact that we tend to do and how we influence in others and this is something that I think you know, like you know, we need more awareness, and that's why I think that that response, your responsibility, has an like you know, online doing these podcasts to raise certain issues and, and and put that awareness. It's my responsibility as a coach to 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 identify these different things and provide some support. It's a responsibility of a doctor to go out there and raise awareness as far as to to avoid the, the WhatsApp like description and doctrines yeah, that everybody yeah. have that that the phd on that crap is it's a responsibility of a muhammad to go out there and teach and, and train on certain topics that he or she is is, is 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 an expert on but this is not just a response of one person or a second it's a response of all of us i think to come together as a community so each person is able to to raise that awareness and challenge those thoughts you know if that's a thought that someone come in and say the sheikh said that like first of all how did the sheikh know all due respect to the shiwacha, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know what I'm saying? Like, but again, there's something all due respect yeah, to yeah. them. But at some point, it's like, how would that make you feel? You know, are, are you okay? Are you fulfilled? Are you satisfied? Or are not? Because you're the one who's going through the process. I mean, if, if I tell you about, like, the stories that I, with some of the clients that I have currently, guys are finishing, I mean, I have a, kid, a guy who's 53 years old, been a, an, an attorney, for, like, for the past 30, solid, like, probably, like, 25 years, solid 25 years not happy with his life. So we dig deeper into figuring out what that is and all of a sudden we come up with, I know he wants to be a real estate agent and he makes that shift. Just imagine this. Mm-hmm. The other guy who's old, who's, uh, who's a, uh, some type of engineer, you know, now he wants to become a surfer. Like, so he can just go out there and surf. So this house moved into the, what is it called? Here we have uh, West uh, North Carolina, they have some beaches. He moved in there, he bought a small house and he's living there surfing every single day. And again, you know, these are individuals like, you know, but you think about the waste that you went through for 40 years, 30 years, 25 years, and just that, and and being miserable going through all these different things. Right now you have the ability to take a step back and say, that's not what I want. You know, I want to stand up for myself. But again, I understand culture. I respect Mm -hmm. our culture. But at some point I understand that there's gaps within our culture that needs to be challenged and needs to be processed. And I think it's our responsibility as Sudanese, as influencers, as individuals with platforms to start to challenge those thoughts respectfully and start to change some of these mindsets a little bit, And it's, it's a step. I mean, it's 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 a process. It's not going to happen process. within a night or two. It's going to take time, but we got to start somewhere.
0: No, yeah, we got to start somewhere, of course, like culturally, There's so many things that needs to be at least questioned and put into a better perspective. But luckily, and I say luckily, uh, the revolution when it took place uh, two years ago, it it, it it questions so many things. So it was also, uh, we've been seeing, saying this in the podcast before, it's a revolution of of the mindset, of behavior, of, of culture. Before it was a revolution of the political scene. But uh, with all that being said, it's still a work in progress that needs to be continued. There's a lot of things that needs to be done by so many people. And uh, yeah, instead of, as we said in the beginning of the episode, blaming others for for stuff or blaming the culture in general or blaming the parents or the generations and stuff anybody can can do a little change in their in their whatever they're uh, available to them M- maybe somebody like listen to this have a very tough situations like you guys don't understand what i'm going through i'm having very miserable time i have to sacrifice so much to provide but with that being said there is something at least you can do to 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 change. So I'm sure you as a coach, you've been through like these calls or like these sessions with people who have it absolutely like everything is trashed around them. Yet they have to change. How do you motivate those people to actually make the change?
1: Hey look, perfect. And you're absolutely right. And not just it's it's one of those things that we tend to see probably on a daily basis. Some of the stories, I mean, you know, one of the one of the luxury that we have is you know some of the clients that we have being from all over the world is we tend to get clients that are in places that like just the darkest of the darkest like it's like you know providing and doing things i think when we bring in hope into the equation things change a lot of times when people feel like there's no way like there's desperate they're in the bottom they're just in, in a really bad situation the reason being is because they're not seeing hope they don't have any hope. they lost that hope so one thing that we tend to do as far as how to motivate is by Give them, I mean, first of all, understanding where they are, completely understand what they are. And a lot of times, I tell people there is a thousand ways to skin a cat. I just want to be 100% honest. Like, so it's never just my way or the highway. I mean, if you tell me, like, this is the way I'm doing it, and this, and I tried everything away, every single thing I tried it, I probably would have called you and say, you know what, you're lying. And they were like, well, what do you mean that I'm lying? Like, okay, bring the situation, let's process it. And uh, SubhanAllah, when we start to process certain things, you know, and, and trying to empower them into finding different ways, you know, and, and I'm looking at the situation from the outside in. So it's a lot easier for me to, to pinpoint certain areas because they are in it. They're in that circle. Like when I mean, they're stuck, like everywhere they go, they feel themselves stuck. But I'm looking at it from the outside in and say, well, how about that way? And they're like, oh, well, what if we process that? And then typically when we go through these conversations, you start to give one or two or three different other possibility that they have not thought of, which is, this is exactly what we want to be. And that's where that hope comes in. And then they tend to say, Oh, okay. I'm not doing the work for them. They're doing the work. And again, with that little hope, it comes with a little motivation. With that little motivation, they start to make some movement, just small adjustments, boom, first step. And it's like, okay, Second step, third step, and it just taking them out of their norm where they've been stuck for years. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, all right. And then they see that start to see that momentum. But now what they did is they just they created a new path into things. This is a simple thing. When I was in Sudan, uh, I was, you know, went into the Sofilesh. It's one of those things that was just very interesting, you know, like you know, just it's a problem there. And so I went in, uh, you know, Hamdan, and I got I got I got the luxury to go into one of the stores and and they had ish basically five ish had like the flat ish like the ones that we typically eat here like the, the pita bread right so they were selling five breads for like 30 or something like that and then i went in to the and i waited online for like three four five hours you know and, and i'm just asking people it was for me we just trying to understand some of the concepts so one of the guys was just there complaining you know oh my god i can't believe this this is crazy We come to this stuff so I asked him, I'm like, well, how long have you been, you know, wh- what do you do? He's like, oh, I drive a the lecture. I'm like, okay, this, mashallah, this is great. I'm like, well, how long have you been waiting for? You know, he's like, I've been here for about five hours. He's like, wow, oh. five hours. He's like, five hours been waiting. So I was like, well, typically, how much do you make, like, you know, like per hour, like when you drive in your lecture? You know, he's like, well, I mean, roughly, you know, I make roughly about, like, in an hour. So, okay, this is great. So I'm like, this is great. I mean, you're, you're busy, alhamdulillah. Like, yeah, He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, great. So I was like, you just waited for four hours. So roughly, technically, technicality, you just lost a million in. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, screw this country. Screw this country. I'm like, how about this? Did you know that that store right there will sell you this pita bread platform for 30? And then he was like, oh, well, but I'm not I'm like, okay, so is it a preference? Is it like, you know, because I, I was like, listen, Watch well, you start to get used to liking it? Because now you just wasted millionen. You could have worked those millionen, went to that store, picked up like three of those like bread, pita bread for million and that's to give you a 15 Aisha and you will still be okay to work more. And I'm just talking about just, you know, so he literally sat down and he was like, oh, I never thought about that. That's
0: crazy like, that he never thought about it like this. But you spoke it in his
1: language. And then he got it, right. which is numbers. And literally, he was like, he was like, "Well, he looked so was Like, I never thought about that. I'm like, well, how about this? Why don't you think about that and let me know?" So right away, he said, "You know what? That's that's interesting." I was like, "All right, you know what? I'm like, let's go ahead and get some food, and I'm gonna use that specific bread." We went. We had some, you know, we had some breakfast. But then he went and bought it, and he actually like you know, that he took off. But like, that's what I mean about that. But if that person you just would have asked him before this conversation that I had with him. And he'll probably be like, you know what, I'm stuck. I can't make money. I can't make means in meat. I'm stuck in this, you know, line for four, five, six hours every single day. That's all wasted. I'm sitting down. There's no, it's, again, it's a lot easier. Again, I'm not saying, I'm not generalizing. It's It's just one individual, you know, right. It's an example. Like not every electric driver will drive, you know, make a million every two hours. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like, that. just one simple example where he felt that he's stuck. In a situation, but by you just bringing a different perspective, speaking his language, and simplifying it for him, where it's like, okay, well that makes sense. So now you, instead of wasting, you know, now you go and pick up that bread, but it's got to take me two seconds. Now I have eight hours of just grinding and making money. And if we don't like that type of bread, we just got to get used to it. Even if I have to pay a little bit more, but I'm saving time where I can make more money. So just again, just that, that simple and, and as far as like a certain certain things and giving a different perspective. But as we mentioned earlier, every story is different. Every yeah. person is different. So if I share with you how I'm struggling or how I'm stuck, you can look at it and say, well, I have, maybe do it this way. And you're like, oh. So that's why that power of proximity, surrounding yourself with individuals that are positive individuals that I can think outside the box and individual can motivate and help you. And then whatever feedback they're giving you it's not you don't feel like they're being judging you they're being judgmental it's more of like it's coming from the heart let me make yeah. that adjustment
0: yeah yeah that's absolutely true i think yeah you've, you've answered the question quite in a, the best way possible which is like how to help somebody who's stuck in a very bad situation and cannot be taken out of it and you started by saying it starts with hope then step one and then step two and then creating that path and then from that place you go further and further and I, lo- I love that. I love that uh, approach because, yeah, like sometimes realistically things don't seem gonna work out at, at all. But hope is when when there is hope, then anything can can happen. Maybe day, maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after, maybe the next month, maybe the next year. Who knows? But it exists. And I I, I love that that approach from you as a coach to put hope and try to uh, to make your clients think about it in that way, and then. Of course, from your perspective, as well, you said as well, like some people have to surround themselves with with individuals who are creative enough or helpful enough so they can see things from a better perspective. But if you don't have those people, again, no excuse, you can reach out to a coach or a therapist mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, somebody who a professional can help you to get out of that place and go somewhere else. So as long as we are, uh, I think we are hitting the, the one hour uh, mark which is uh, like, oh, it's quite long, but I, I believe this episode is very, very rich and full of value. So I want I want you to conclude by giving very quick tips from you as a, as a coach, for, from your experience, for those who want to stay committed to whatever project or plan or dream or goal they want to achieve, just like in bullet points, what they can do.
1: Beautiful. I think the first one is, the first step is to identify what you want. Like, what are you going after? Like, you know, be specific. Like, you know, I know, again, you know, we have all these different ideas. So simple, you know, I want to lose weight. How much weight do you want to lose? I want to lose 10 pounds. Thank you. Beautiful. That's a goal. So set that big goal that you want to do. Then break that goal into something that's smaller, achievable goal. That's something that you're able to do. So you want to say, you know, I want to lose 10 kg. Beautiful. How long do you want to lose this 10 kg? Oh, I want to lose this 10 kg within a year perfect so you have 52 weeks you want to lose 10 kg within one year so if you break down that 10 kg by that 52 weeks all you need to do is lose 0.5 kg for example a week with that you can lose so that's see what i'm saying so if i'm able to lose half a kg a week that's very achievable versus me losing 10 kgs so set a big goal Break the big goals into something that's more smaller goals that's achievable and st- I just start. Take that first step, go to the next one, go start to build that moment- momentum. I think the biggest thing that a lot of people that, you know, tend to like why they lose, you know, tend to focus and things like that because if they don't know why they want to achieve certain goals. So this is something that if they reach out to me and say, for example, that I want to do this. My first question becomes why? Why do you want to, why do you want to lose 10 kg? Why do you want to make $100,000? Why do you want to, buy your own house why do you want to get married and I think the more you dig deeper into why is it important for you to do that once you get to that level that's the goal break the goal into something that's a little bit more smaller that's achievable and then from there set that schedule that time management identify a time in your day where you are becoming consistent every single day to do whatever that is that you need to do. let me just give you an example you say Abdullah I want to do uh, I want to do a podcast beautiful How many episodes? You know what, my goal, I have to do 100 episodes. Like, what's your timeline in one year? Beautiful. So 100 episodes, one year, that means technically you need to do about two episodes a week. 52 weeks, probably about 100, you know. Yes, perfect. So how do I do that? Just break that down into I need to get my equipment, check. I need to allocate that time every day, every week, on Wednesdays at 3 o'clock. Write that down in your planner. This is the time you're doing this. And you're committed. So if, you, if I call you and say, "Hey, let's just hang out," I can't. I'm doing my podcast. Putting you first—that self-love, that self-commitment to yourself—to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. So once you have that, you allocate it on your time, and that's how you stay committed, and that's how you stay focused on continuing to do that. And focus is not the big goal; it's the small baby goals that you have to achieve on on daily basis or weekly basis.
0: So it's start by asking why, and being specific, and then committing to those. Small baby steps or small goals until you reach the end of it.
1: That's that's that's, that's it. It's that it's that simple. And I'm not saying that to you because that's like that's what I write. That's what I do. This is how I do my own goals. Right? So I do have my 10 year goals, 5 year goals, 1 year goals, 9 month goals, 6 month goals, 3 month goals, 1 month goals, weekly goals, and then daily goals. And it's all just working together. And if you you fail, it's okay. You readjust. If you don't wake up one day, you're not feeling okay, that's fine. You have the next day to try. If you do, and this is it. some people might say, well, I don't know where to go. Simple. Start with the things that you're good at and what you want. And that's how you start. You know, if you say, well, I don't want to work for someone else. That's a goal. I want to lose some weight. That's a goal. I want to be in a committed relationship. That's a goal. I want to invest in Bitcoin. That's a goal. Whatever that is, that why you want to do it, that should be goal. Break it down to something Simple. And then you start to work on these simple baby
0: goals every day. And Inshallah, you will get into the goal that you want. Or maybe you discover that goal actually is not for you. You need somebody else, something else. That's it. Which is also, that's, uh, that's natural. We are humans at the end of the day. We right. we learn day by day. We make mistakes. That's also super normal. So I uh, I, I don't know how to conclude this episode because been like super uh, full of, of information, super full of stories and helpful stories uh, for sure. I'm really, really glad that uh, Abdulhab you uh, accepted my invitation to be part of the podcast. Glad that you've seen the progress in the podcast when we talked before and we talk now as well. And uh, for sure, for sure, I will leave all the links that if you want to reach out to Abdulhab or see uh, I will coaching. They have an amazing platform. They have so much to offer, and I'm sure anybody who's looking for something they will find it in their platform. Uh, coaching, wise relationships, advices, mentoring. They're so they're doing so amazing work, and I'm I'm glad that. Uh, I do have you are a part of this podcast. So I'll give you this free time to, to conclude you as well.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you so much, man, for the invite. I truly, truly appreciate it. And just to put it out there, uh, I, you know, personally check every single email. I personally check every single message that we tend to get on our social media, you know, either you know, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or just emails in general. I personally check it and view it and I and I do take for responsibilities as far as responding. So if you do reach out to us, you have a question, we have you know a comment, we need some advice, or just reach out, and it's going to be me personally reaching out. Not my assistant, not my staff. It's me because I value your time. If you like, you took that time, that energy to put something and ask that specific question, and you took out of your time to reach out. I, I, this is my promise to you that I will personally reach out to you. You know, just to make sure that we we at least if with not something we're able to help you with we will direct you to someone that can help so all you know just what we talked about just reach out you know our platform is open for you you know you just reach out free consultation whatever that is there's no obligation you don't even have that. We have people that will just reach out to get a free consultation we'll never ever pressure anybody to sign to anything because we believe it's like it needs that commitment once you're ready you're ready you know we had a staff, we had a, we had a person that reached out to us 3 years ago with a simple question We answer that simple question and that's it. We haven't heard from them. They follow us on Instagram for the past three years. Now all of a sudden they just signed up. Was it last month? They signed up for a year, paid in advance for a whole year coaching. I was like, hold on a second. This is beyond, and and in their mind is like they weren't ready at that time, Mm -hmm. but now they are, and they know what they want. So that's perfect, no pressure whatsoever. All we say, just ask, reach out, and Inshallah we'll be able to deliver.
0: That's amazing. That's brilliant. So that's been uh, Abdul Wahab, one of the amazing Sudanese creators that's been doing amazing work out there. He's based in the U.S., but his heart has always been in Sudan and the work he's been doing is helpful for all the communities, the African community, the Sudanese community, or the uh, Muslim community as well. And this has been uh, me, hasn't followed on Hassan Talks Podcast. The series continues, the podcast continue. So stay tuned for the coming episodes and peace out.